Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really, really great make you feel that you can become great. And that is a quote by the great Mark Twain. So I'm excited to have you on my show again. Remember to subscribe, look for me over on YouTube as well, and join that one and learn all about me and how I can support you at lucydumascoaching.com. So when you hang out with people that are where you want to be, you grow like them. That's why I included that quote. One famous concept, I'm sorry, I don't know who actually coined this, but is that you become like the five people, I was going to go five, but that's 10, the five people that you hang out with the most. So today's little solo episode is about why I passionately believe in the value of in-person education. And one of the reasons, and I'm going to go into more detail, but when we're hanging around with other photographers in person who are committed to their growth and where we get to learn from people that are where we want to be or that know something that we'd like to know more about or people that just set us on fire and inspire us, we become more successful. And for me, it makes this profession more fun. So. I know online education is great. It's a new resource that we have. Reading books, listening to uh, workshops is really great to help us learn. Obviously, podcasts are a wonderful option to help us grow. However, one of the reasons I have been successful in this industry for over 40 years is because I'm a lifelong learner. And also, a lot of that is in person. I have attended countless conventions, seminars, classes, um, just get-togethers with other photographer friends where we're learning something together. I've judged, and I've taught, and I've served on boards. I've been president. I've served all of the different uh, roles to become president. I've been active in my local chapter, and this is not me bragging. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving you a little list of all the things. And all of that, I know, has been such a huge part of my continuing to be ex expired, continuing to be inspired, to continue. Um, I'm a little tongue-tied today, but that's all right, because I believe in being perfectly imperfect being inspired, learning, getting reminded of things. You know, we can learn something, but when you hear somebody else say it with a different twist, it can put a spin on things. I have to say, I was thinking about uh, the, the COVID shutdown, and it was so difficult for me because 
I love being around other people. I love learning from other people. The physical presence, the physical presence. Let me say that one more time. The physical presence of being with other people, those side conversations that you might have when you're in person, not having that was physically painful for me. The hugs. I'm a big, big hugger. Are you a big hugger? If you are, if you ever see me, I need a hug. I love to share hugs. So that to me was like the clearest uh, couple of years where I realized just how essential in-person education and get-togethers with other photographers has been for me. So... There was, I will admit, there was a part of me that liked that I didn't have to put on my lipstick and do my hair and uh, think of something cute to wear and get in the car and find a parking place and kind of have an excuse not to be getting out and about. But at the same time, um, I suffered. And yes, that's not minimizing the people that were ill that kind of suffering is something beyond um, this conversation. But I don't know if it was true for you. I I know there are introverts that it felt kind of a relief because they're drained around people. But even if that's you, I want to encourage you to get out into the world, join things, go to workshops, um, contribute. Okay, so moving on. So the first step-by-step uh, little notes I have about why to go to conventions or in-person uh, conferences or workshops, um, especially I'm thinking of like a, a teacher that you might be able to see online. Like I love Creative Live. There's so many great educators there and I can sit back for three days and just enjoy learning from someone. Um, But one time I did that and then that teacher happened to come to San Diego and I went to the workshop and it had been a two-day program. So I was with him maybe six hours as I was on my computer and I learned more in the two hours and the breaks where I could chat with him than I did in the full sessions at home. And the reason for that is I could ask him specific questions that I needed to know to make that information work for me. And he answered questions from other people that he wouldn't have if we weren't in person. So that's that's number one is, is in-person is an active experience. We're we're with the teacher or we're with the community as well that is dedicated to learning. Number two, the side conversations that we can have at breaks and at at meals and such. (laughs) To me, sometimes I can't wait for the talk to have a break so I can go talk to people and hug and ask questions you know, what is someone else getting out of this? So um, just that camaraderie of the people that attending can be life-changing. 
I'm going to take a sip of coffee, then I'm going to give you two examples in my life. <sighs> okay, so my photo lab was local. It was called Photic, and it was so dear to my heart, um, which is another reason to go to live events so that you can meet vendors and you can touch things and you can build relationships with the vendors because you get better service when they know who you are. You get more support. So that was a segue. But Photic did a, a two-day retreat. And over lunch, some friends and I were sitting eating our sandwiches. And one of my friends said, you know, I I was thinking maybe I should start selling albums to my portrait clients. I sell wedding albums. Why shouldn't I sell portrait albums? And that was just like, <laughs> that was an explosion of my head if you're <laughs> listening and not watching. And I went home and I came up with a plan. Well, I decided to start with the engagement sessions because at the time I was doing weddings, um, but then it also, as my portrait photography business grew, then I incorporated this. And so what I decided was that my engagement couples, they needed at least one wall portrait and they needed a book. And so as I was talking to them, I was planting those seeds. And what I did, because I used to find that I would do engagement sessions just as a part of a booking. And sometimes they'd only buy one eight by 10 or put two in the album. So what I do in that circumstance is they can add an engagement session for no charge to a wedding with a minimum purchase. Now, at the time, I think it was $300. And then I showed us, if you've listened very often, you know, I'm a big believer in using a projector. And at the time, it was little slides. We had slide proofs. And I would show the work like that. And I would present that idea of an album. And I increased both my portrait business and my wedding business by $1,000 to $2,000 or more from that separate album concept. And with the portraits, yes, we want those wall portraits. You know I love to sell three to eight large portraits uh, at every session. And I also, some people would call me an overshooter, but if I've got 40 or 50 images that have a lot of variety, think how easy it is to suggest that they put those in a book. And then, you know, sales go up uh, on that. And by the way, when you're pricing an album, your price is not based on the cost of the book. It's based on the value of your images. So the way that I priced back then is I used my portrait prices for the engagement session. And if they put a, a minimum of 20 images in a book, then those images were half the cost of uh, an eight by 10. So anyway, that was just a little, little aside. Um, okay. 
So I kind of went bunny trail. Oh, conversations. So the other, I was at a week-long class. I'm going to tell you more about those kinds of classes in Santa Barbara. And over ribs, I mean, I can remember so clearly even having barbecue sauce on my fingers as we were talking about this. A friend of mine who had been in business longer than I, but a local colleague, said the most important money thing that has ever been said to me, which is, Lucy, when you get as busy as you want to be and need to be, and you're earning a you know a good base price, like your price for profit. So at the time I was doing mostly weddings. So when you find that you're like 80% booked for the next six months, raise your prices 10%. And what'll happen is the new bookings, there will be the lower end people where you've priced yourself out for them, but you make more income from the people that you book. So you're making the same money and you're working less. I'm going to turn off the dings. One sec. Okay. And then you will have more time to market, to learn more about sales, to improve your photography. And then as you're doing that, you'll get more booked again. And then in theory, six months later, um, raise your prices again. And so I just steadily did that up and up and up. Now, there was a point with weddings where I really had maxed out uh, how much higher I could go. And what I realized years later, as I matured in my understanding about business and this business, is that I would have needed to step up my marketing, possibly improve my branding, learn to sell more something or a bunch of somethings. (laughs) because in my thinking at the time, the cap was around 3,500 to 4,000 that almost all of us in the the top 5% of the wedding photography business, that's about at least the initial booking. That was about the amount that people were comfortable booking. Now, I always made more money with after sales too. So, you know, my average wedding might have been five to $8,000. But that initial cap, I just couldn't get past that. And I thought that was just how it is. And then this really smart, very creative friend, you know, kind of casual, I didn't know him that well, totally rebranded himself. He opened a studio where there were seven huge black and white photographs that would never have gotten merits or, you know, they were um, more candid, they were more casual, they were big, they were black and white, they had an emotional quality to it. And then his branding was just black and gray, and he dressed in beautiful suits. And when you booked him, the starting was 6,000, and you got a book with 28 by 10s of his choice in black and white. And so that showed me that there's a point where uh, if you want to get to a next level, you need to grow. Now, if I hadn't been hanging around 
with him and other friends I might have never known. First of all, known that sort of ceiling for for a lot of us in the industry, but that the potential was there to just, uh, there's a book called Blue Ocean, and it's about sail racers, America's Cup kind of um, boat racing. And most of the people clump up together, most of the boats, and the one that goes to the blue ocean, meaning where where other people are not and doing something different are the ones that thrive. So, um, and again, I learned about that concept from being in a live program with a friend of mine, Mark Brandis. Okay, so those two conversations at lunch and at dinner made all the difference. And I know I've had hundreds and hundreds of conversations like that. When I was at WPPI in February, um, I would sit at the counter of the restaurants to have a quick dinner, and I would try to sit next to a photographer. And I had three or four really powerful conversations with people. And because of the position I'm in now, where I'm I'm a coach, whether someone asked for it or not, I gave people some of my best coaching sitting there having pasta in Las Vegas. And my hope is that that has already had an impact on the people that I met because I I love to share, I love to give. And if we were going to the convention online, we would never have met. So there's that. Another thing that's really powerful is the value of hands-on learning. For example, my first week-long class was with with a photographer, Joyce Wilson. Um, and she did beautiful children's portraits. And then we had an assignment to photograph a partner and have a consultation with them and find out everything about them and plan a session so that the clothing, the backgrounds, everything told a beautiful story about our partner. And so that hands-on, first of all, I was very humbled because it was my first, my first week-long class around people that I didn't realize how many people were way ahead of me that were still getting educated. So my partner was someone that had been a professional for quite a long time. And the images she took of me and the opportunity to be in the photographer's subject seat, the the client, that was a huge education. And then the opportunity to photograph her and realize what I didn't know, that was an education. I taught a class one time, there were three master photographers, and we had uh, like three different groups. And each group would pose a subject, pick a location, pose a subject in this park. And then each teacher, each master photographer would refine what they did. And I've had people tell me that that just completely opened their eyes. And, you know, I've had so much experience um, myself watching photographers work and then 
being given assignments and then having critique. So the hands-on is something you can't really do too well at home by yourself. Uh, let's see. And also, I think for me, the main thing is how inspired I get when I'm at classes and conferences and meeting inspirational people. Uh, yes, I get inspired when I listen online as well. But or when I read a book or I, I listen to a podcast, but there's something that kind of lights me on fire when I attend, uh, especially a week long workshop or a day long program or uh, a convention. So there's that. And it's also fun. <laughs> when I went to Nashville for the first time, I was a couple days early and a friend of mine that I would not know if I had not attended live education had moved there. And so she got a group of us and we went downtown to Nashville to all the fun bars and we danced and we listened to music and we ate. Um, it might have been barbecue, maybe today's theme. Maybe what I need for dinner tonight is barbecue. Um, and that was so much fun. And again, as we're in the car and we're sitting around, we're also talking about photography and client issues and how we price and all those things, you know, just marinating ourselves in the business while we're having fun. Sometimes, a lot of times, I'll learn things. Let's say I'm at a conference. Now, if it was an online conference and I think, oh, I don't want to learn about that, I wouldn't click in. But if it's like, oh, I I don't want to go to that program or I go to a program and it's just not doing it for me. So I think, well, what else is there? I look at the, the menu and I pop into something that really wouldn't have um, been something I wanted to know and learned incredible things. So that's that. Of course, I've also mentioned that it's a way to make new friends. And I have made friends that I've known now 40 years that are dear, dear, true friends. Like here I am as the podcast lady or one of them. And I get to ask these people that I've been friends and colleagues with. Either I just met them last weekend at WPPI. I mean, it was longer than that, but I've just met them or I've known them 40 years. And um, you just never know what those connections can be. You know, some people will be super close to, some people will be on hugging basis. Every relationship will have its own level, but it's a lonely, lonely business. And at least it is for me and people I know. So finding ways to keep, keep, uh, you know, it's our, it's our office mates. <laughs> so if we don't get out and meet people that are our peers and our teachers, you know, how are we going to uh, have our own little, I don't know if that's making sense, but our water cooler conversations. Another thing is I have gotten so many referrals from people that I became friends 
or acquaintances with from live education opportunities. One was when I did weddings, I had two people that I referred when I was booked, and both of them always referred me back. And we had the same client base, we had the same approach. So I'd say 30% of my wedding bookings came from colleagues. I had a friend who lives in Arizona. I'm in San Diego, California, USA. Um, And a client that he's worked with for years was coming to San Diego for a month because it's cooler in San Diego than Arizona in the summer. And I did a family portrait and that was just wonderful and great client. Um, Couple right before the COVID shutdown, a photographer was coming to San Diego And I had been to the PPA convention in January, and I talked to the people at Texas school, so they knew me. And she was asking, who do you know in San Diego uh, that might be a good photographer? And I had just met the people at Texas school, so they said, check out Lucy Dumas. So I got to do this wonderful session with a photographer that invested well, wanted wall portraits. It was one of those perfect nights down at Coronado Beach where the the sky turned pastel, you know, it was just meant to be. So you just never know when you get involved. So I need to take a serious sip of my coffee because my mouth's a little dry. So hang tight. And I'm back. (laughs) I can have coffee teeth now. All right, so I'm going to give you some of the places that you can get live education that I highly recommend. So first on my list is anything from the professional photographers of San Diego County or your state or the national organization, not or, but and. So joining PPA first and learning about the education opportunities there is a first place to start. Yes, there are some great, like hundreds of online courses, uh, but they also have affiliates. So one kind of affiliate is a school. And we have one in San Diego, it's called West Coast School. And you sign up for a week in June with one photographer, or it might be Two, but it's the same teacher, the same class the whole week. And it's like going away to camp because you're also having breakfast, lunch, and dinner with people in not only your class, but other classes. Uh, so there's Texas school. I think there's a Rocky Mountain school. I know there's an East Coast school. So looking for those opportunities where you can spend a week learning everything that that photographer can think of that would help you grow um, based on the topic. So, you know, you get hands-on, you get business, you get inspiration, you get assignments and challenges. And when I first was considering going, I thought, oh my gosh, it's so expensive Uh, because it used to be in Santa Barbara. So I'd have to get a get a hotel and I'd have to pay for my own food at the time. Um, At West Coast School, there's packages where 
the meals are included. But somebody said to me, Lucy, that will put your career in warp drive. And they were absolutely right. First of all, I already said I was humbled because I realized, yeah, I'm doing pretty well, but man, I have a lot to learn. And then I did learn. And I went back in Santa Barbara. I went back every year for at least 10 years. And since then, I've gone at least another eight to 10 times. Even though you'd think, like, I would have people say, why are you here, Lucy? You already are doing so well, but there's just always more to learn. Okay, so state affiliates that are PPA affiliates. So we have the Professional Photographers of California, and I'm sure that every state or, you know, maybe there are small states that have one group, but they have programs, conventions, meetings, uh, ways to serve. They need board members. They need presidents. They need speakers. And so that's another place to serve or to grow and get education. And then uh, if you live in a large enough city or um, region, there might be local chapters. Mine is the Professional Photographers of San Diego County. And yeah, all my best buds <laughs> are part of this group. And that journey of getting on the board and serving, I think first I was like the party planner. And then I got to be the print competition chair. And that was educational. And I got to pick the judges and pick the moderator and and sit right up front and listen to the judging and see the work. So that grew me. And then I was the speaker chair and I got to pick the speakers that I wanted to come down and talk to us. So I got to make friends and learn from the people that I thought, first of all, of course, I thought the group would um, value, but also that I wanted to know and learn from. And I got to like pick them up from the airport and have a conversation. Think about who one of your heroes might be. And what if you had been someone arranging to have them come to your area and you got to take them to dinner and pick them up from the airport and check them into their hotel and and just spend that quality time with them one-on-one. Just how great would that be? And then when I was president, it grew me as a like a head of a ship where I had directions I wanted us to land and I needed to delegate to the team or we'd never get there. I wasn't just going to row, row, row my own boat. So um, the locals' opportunities to both learn and serve and make friends is huge. Let's see. Okay, conventions, 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 conventions. So <laughs> I like to call WPPI whippy. And um, so that has been an interesting convention I've attended, I don't know how many times, um, at least 15, maybe more, 20. Um, and then the Fresh Photographers of America has their national convention called Imaging Expo. Now, to me, that's my favorite because as I've been involved in this profession, I've met so many people that when I go there, it's like a reunion. 
WPPI, little, like people have groups of people they know, but at least for me, there's not as many people there that I've known for, you know, 10, 20, 30 plus years. And again, you get to go to, to the trade show and meet the vendors. And that is so helpful in so many ways, which I've already mentioned to you. Seeing the products, like there was a big conversation about albums and um, some people, I won't mention the companies, but we're getting albums where the where the covers were warping and the companies were saying, well, you know, it's humidity. Well, I got to look at all these album companies and see that some of them had a little bend or warp to them, and some of them absolutely did not. And I learned that the ones that didn't warp were the ones that used masonite instead of cardboard. And and I got to see the difference between true leather, uh, like hand, what do you call it? Like leather, leather that's just been tanned leather and what some companies call leather that are actually manufactured out of leather parts and other substances to bind it together. And, you know, just ask those questions. And again, when you're face to face, then you never know, like, if you decide you want to speak, you've met people that might be willing to sponsor you. So you just this Profession has so, 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 so many opportunities. Let's see. Stay local, get involved. Is there anything else I should tell you about? <laughs> I think that's it. So in summary, get out of the chair, get out the door, and get learning. <laughs> so again, a reminder that if you go to lucydumascoaching.com, I have a hot little ebook called 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can email me, lucy at lucydumas.com. You can grab me in a hallway at a convention if you see me, which it was so fun that I think I told you that story um, in the last couple of weeks about somebody that listens to this show. Hi, Jill. Um, you know, just recognizing me and we just had the best conversation. So thank you for listening to my perfectly imperfect, but heartfelt <laughs> plea for you to make that a priority. And honestly, the money is worth investing because any investment is supposed to bring returns, right? Well, when you get educated, when you get upfront in person, when you make friends, when you serve, when you go to conferences, all the all, all the things I just talked about, the rewards that come back to you are huge. And um, it's almost, it's not even like they're free. They're where you put money in a CD and you get 10 times <laughs> what what you uh, put in. So it's almost like a Ponzi scheme. Get educated, earn more. 
the end. <laughs> so that's it for now. And I wish I could give you all that big virtual hug or even just a high five if that's what you prefer. <laughs> and guess what? My 200th episode is coming up next. And um, I've got something special that I'm going to do. So that's it for now. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.